Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode of The Dream Factory, every single one, and we've done about 78, and it's all been the same, really. We haven't ever broken from the format and not done this. You send in film ideas, we talk about those film ideas, we talk about our own two film ideas, we go home. Yeah. That's basically it, right? We have a nice time <laughs> for half an hour. The listener doesn't come home with us. Uh, they wish they did. <laughs> yeah. They wish they did. One day, we'll do a live show from John's flat. I'm Joel, a man who puts the pub in. Yet again, you've missed your publication date, Joel. This is the third time, and I'm afraid you're fired. And across from me is John Harris, a man so obsessed with his own self-created facade, a carefully crafted neurotic self-image, that he often lies awake at night planning what he can worry about the next day, despite actually being a cool, collected, calm, carefree guy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like obviously I'm not you've cool. created this yeah. uh, image of yeah. a person who is neurotic and worried but really yeah. you're cool as a cucumber so what you do the night before you think fuck I don't worry about anything what am I going to worry about tomorrow but is that not a worry in itself <laughs> yeah I got you there mate mm, haven't I yeah and it's a, catch, yeah, it's a catch 22 and cool carefree guys don't like to be in a catch 22 you do yeah, this is a human thing right that sometimes mm. you'll like talk to me about human d- things <laughs> halfway through the day you'll you'll be anxious about something worried and then you'll like run your head through all the things and you're like no there's there's nothing to be worried about right now i'm cool apart from apart from living in london uh (laughs) i don't worry about anything yeah yeah no i do i do worry sometimes sometimes is my jumper cool is my jumper cool is your current jumper cool i like your current jumper thanks mate i'm thinking about going into more of the world of sweatshirts but i always have a collar you can't have a oh that makes you look like a nerd it's a nerd yeah you're a nerd (laughs) sweatshirt and collar that guy's a nerd um i've really entered the sweatshirt game in the last sort of 12 to 18 months yeah i've been telling i've been talking to other people about it i was have you noticed joel's really really into the sweatshirt game Mm. of like uh, it was we... in some of the prominent London fashion blogs. What, you entering the sweatshirt yeah, again? Big yeah. Yeah. I wrote a little press release. Mover and shaker. Should um, we do a film? Yeah. Right, what about this one from Johnny, The Flavourite? Mm. I've not Delicious. seen The Favourite yet, despite telling you every week that I'm about to go and see it. Yeah. So I, I live a lie. The, the great thing is, listener, you can listen to this at any point in the future. And it's like, P- Pav, not, it's not Pavlov's dogs. It's Schrodinger's cat. Joel will simultaneously be intending to see it and have not seen it at any point you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, I have seen it. Cool. And I it, do know quite a lot about flavours. <laughs> so together we can put this film idea together. Joel likes flavours so much. His aforementioned cool sweatshirt is a pizza. It's an ode to flavours. <laughs> Specifically, cheese, pepperoni, crust. The three main food groups. <laughs> crust isn't a flavour. Did I tell the tale of me not getting a pizza last week? Uh, let's tell it again. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. Okay. Not you. You have to keep talking. <laughs> uh, right. 
So I think it's some sort of... Someone's got to pick their favourite flavour. Ah, I tell you Olivia what. Olivia Coleman is the queen. I think, do you know what I think about a lot? Yeah. Remember those kids when you were a programme? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I got it wrong, but I carried on because it was such a fun sentence. Remember those programmes when you were a kid? Yeah. What do you mean, yeah? You don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those programmes when you were a kid, yeah. full of uh, murder. That one that was called, like, Zap, that had the, ma- I the love magazine so cover much. on the lo- front. And you go into, you didn't know which door you are going to go into. It makes me feel sick. I There's something Zap. about it. No, the I love music. Zap. Oh, Zap's great. Love Zap. Anyway, Love Zap, that's not what I'm going to talk about. It would be like those, so if you ever had a day off sick school, the programmes got worse during the morning. Um, and they'd get more educational. And yeah. they'd occasionally do like, you know, like factory visit shows. We've talked mm. about Greg Wallace visit in factory before, yeah. but he really goes for it. These are more like Proper- kind of tame. Property stuff as well. Yeah, not so much, but this is more aimed at kids still. Oh, I, was, fine, I didn't fine. really, I, look, I'm from a different background as you. I didn't have a property portfolio when I was a child, <laughs> so I wasn't really interested in that. But there would be like, there, there was that one where that woman and a dog went up in a plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, <laughs> and, fine. and they'd go and visit a thing and you'd learn about the thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, what I'm getting at here, re the flavourite, is that once they visited like a crisp factory. Oh, fine. And they met the guy who tastes all the new flavours uh, of crisps. And I think about that maybe once a fortnight. Oh, that's I think about lovely. that guy. What a job. Yeah. And there was, a, there was an episode of This American Life once where they met the person who eats like the new burgers at McDonald's or something. That is a dream job. What a job, right? So that, this is what I'm thinking. Because someone's got to be doing it, let's say like Ben and Jerry's. And you wonder what yeah. flavours don't make it through. In, in the, on the subject of those kind of shows and the person who tastes stuff, I remember seeing one about the person who tastes the teas for, I'm going to say Twinings, it might not have been, but it, mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for a tea company. Not, it's not as good. And I would say that um, the way you're supposed to drink tea is like horrible. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Just, yeah imagine yeah. Yeah. going for afternoon tea and be like... <laughs> But there's no dispute over how you eat ice cream or a crisp. Although I've got a mate who licks the flavour of his crisps and then eats them and literally can't be in the same room as him in a bag of crisps. What about if you put the crisp into your mouth and then almost like let the flavour hit your tongue and then go for the crunch? How are you feeling about that? I think the crunch is part of the flavour. <laughs> as you said, one I've of the three flavour groups, crust. Uh, so yeah, this is about Olivia Coleman. Um, she's working at Coleman's Mustard Factory and they're trying right. new flavours of mustard. Yeah. And she has to pick her favourite. She's oh. going to be the face of a new mustard. Yeah. And she's got to try them all. And where, she gets locked in the factory and she, she decides. Where do you sit on mustard? Um, Not, uh, with, uh, with clothes uh, on, ideally. Um, I love a bit of mustard. Yeah? People don't like mustard. Yeah. I think our generation don't <laughs> like mustard. You know those like think piece articles, are millennials killing I, mustard? I, I think millennials don't eat mustard. <laughs> You don't really get... Would you agree with that? Yeah. You, I bet your dad eats a lot more mustard than you do. Doesn't he? Don't you dare make allegations about my father. <laughs> and I bet your mum's on the Dijon morning, <laughs> noon and night. But my dad, my dad's mustard intake compared to mine. Yeah. I, it's off the charts. There's nothing he does more of and I do less of than consume mustard. Sweet as sin, if you eat more mustard your than age your dad. <laughs> and average mustard consumption. I don't know, maybe a week? Because a day, no one's got an average per day. It'd be like... Well, apart from my dad. Um, <laughs> is mustard dying? Is mustard like the name Gary? It's yeah. not cool anymore. But someone will bring it back. What's the um, What's the one that you get where it's not very mustardy and it's all lumpy? It's not whole grain, is it? Is it whole grain mustard? Yeah, that's whole grain, but it's pretty mustardy. Mm. The one that's not mustardy is American squirty mustard. Is it? Guess what? That's is my it... flavourite. <laughs> it's like a condiment. Never tell my dad that. Really? It's like, it's like mustard is a condiment. You maniac. Yeah. It's yeah. like a condiment. It's one of the original condiments. <laughs> Do you think it's the original condiment? Oh, I don't know. What is the original condiment? 
tweet us. Let us know. What about this one from Anthony? Chesney Hawks down. <laughs> good. <laughs> Come very on. Good. That's great. That's great. How have we been doing this for 70 odd episodes and not had Chesney Hawks down? That is brilliant. Uh, which war is Black Hawk down? Have I we don't... done Tony Hawks down? <laughs> Fuck. Next week. <laughs> which war is Chesney Hawks? <laughs> which w- World War One and only, mate. Ah, uh, oh, that fine. It it takes place in World War One and only. <laughs> Chesney Hawks is down in enemy lines. Yeah, which is the enemy trenches, I assume. And he's on his own. Right? Yeah, and he thinks to himself, "I'm the one only." Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. So right. he's got to get him, <laughs> and that's how he wrote that song. Uh, ah, yeah. um, he's it, abandoned. I think it makes a, a plane going down in enemy lines in trench warfare is very scary. I'd imagine. Do you think so? Yeah, because mm. like, what, what about it? What, it's what quite about cla- it scary. <laughs> it's quite claustrophobic, and every corner could be an enemy. An enemy. Yeah. So I think uh, cinematically, that's a really great premise. Mm-hmm, and, cha- mm-hmm. and just throw in, throw in chairs, throw in chairs. Yeah. I've seen chairs play. Play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah, just yeah. around. I've, yeah, excellent covers band. He's like he's like an amazing wedding band. Does he, he do covers? Yeah. So oh. he does. He does like I saw him at like a student night. And he did like six songs, five excellent covers, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. one and only. And he went home with us. That's great. That is great. This one's from James. If Ian Bill Street could talk, <laughs> I think is I. So if Bill Street could talk is now in the UK. Yeah, it's been out in America for a long time, and mm. there's obviously been the uproar that it hasn't been really nominated for the amount of Oscars it deserves. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. we we haven't seen it. It's based. And people in America don't really know who Ian Bill is. <laughs> so maybe this is our way of introducing him. It's based on the. It's based on a, author, a really famous author, James Baldwin. I think it's James Baldwin. Yeah, it's James Baldwin. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. In the recess of my brain, there was, but I don't really know much about the plot of it. If Ian Beale Street could talk, is there a street called Ian Beale? And yeah. on this, <laughs> and this street is voiced by the actor who plays Ian Beale. Um, it's a it, Disney Pixar it, film. It's all of the businesses he's owned in the square, ah. and they come to life. Ian Beale is a small, small-time business owner in the East End of London mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a TV fictional daily hey. soap called EastEnders. His postcode, yeah, was invented. The Walford postcode was invented for um, EastEnders, yeah. And now East London has expanded so much that the postcode I've just moved into is that fictional postcode. Shut the front door. E twenty, bitches. <gasps> yeah. So you're E twenty. I'm E twenty. Oh, man. So maybe I'm on Bill Street. <gasps> Done. Let's go home. You're coming with us. What about this one from Flash? Pitch Black Perfect. Vin Diesel and Rebel Wilson battle it out in a space alien musical. I like that a lot because the good thing about Pitch Perfect is the singing. Yeah. And the best thing about Pitch Black is Vin Diesel being blind. So I'm thinking of some sort of Stevie Wonder acapella thing going on here. Is he blind in Pitch Black? I saw it when I was really young. There was one before it. Chronicles of Riddick. No, that was after, wasn't it? Exactly. But I think it's a prequel, so you're fine. You're still fine. Good, good. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Pitch Black. Okay. It's got Vin Diesel. It's got Vin Diesel in it. He's blind. He fights a lot of aliens on an alien planet because his other senses are heightened. And maybe it's a bit like all of these films at the moment. Bird Box. He's the original Bird Box. That's that's what they've been saying. Uh, Sandra Bullock is Vin Diesel. Um, uh, what about his uh, senses are high end and his skills are high end, including his, his skills at singing, sing. yeah. which is so good. His singing now he can sing at the exact pitch needed to kill aliens. Exactly. Him and Rebel Wilson acapella shit. 
That's when good. they hit the exact right harmony at the end of Max Street's back, <laughs> them alien heads go popping. They go popping off. I yeah. like it. I'm into it. Oh, mate. What about this one from from Ayub? Oh. It follows. Ayub is... Uh, just a great guy. Just a really good guy that we both know. <laughs> um, no more needed. No more needed. It uh, follows. Well... So, you know the film It Follows? He knows the film It Follows exists. Yeah. Is he talking about the clown? Yeah. <laughs> the clown following you around. I think I'd probably just instantly kill myself. <laughs> I think... Maybe eight <laughs> seconds after finding out Pennywise was just going to follow me, because the premise of It Follows is that yeah, anyone It f- Follows. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. It's but, fucking terrifying, man. So it's I so know, scary. I know the premise of It Follows, and I really like the idea that in It Follows, Pennywise yeah. is trying to <laughs> trying to disguise himself as random people. But he just always so, looks like Pennywise so you're a on little the bit. tube, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's just his hair coming out yeah. of the hat. Yeah, fuck's sake, Pennywise. Pen- Mate, we know it's you. It's like that amazing video from uh, one of the Batmans. Where it's like, how did oh, Harvey yeah, Dent yeah. not know it was the Joker? Because he's in like a surgical mask, but he's clearly got the Joker's hair and the Joker's eyes. And he takes off the surgical mask and Harvey Dent's like, oh my God! It's a bit like that, right? Pennywise thinks he's perfectly disguised, but you can constantly t- tell it's Pennywise. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd throw myself in front of a train, I think. Pennywise is terrifying. <laughs> I, I went to see it. Yeah. Um, and the main consensus was it wasn't scary enough. And for me, John, it was scary enough. <laughs> Are you predisposed to be scared of clowns? No. Coolophobia. Coolophobia? Coolophobia. Oh, I think P- so. P- I haven't got coolophobia, mate. <laughs> the fear of me. If anything, <laughs> um, I can't be afraid of myself. I have no mirrors in my house because I've got coolophobia. <laughs> P. Diddy's got it. P. Diddy hates clowns. Yes. Yeah. yeah and probably. Eminem hates birds. So figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you? Tweet us in, listener, hip-hop once phobia, when you figured phobias. it out. What's your best hip-hop phobia? Uh, hi, guys, and welcome to our new podcast, Hip-Hop Phobia. That is quite good. Hey. Different hip-hop star each week. You interview them about their phobia. And then, without them knowing, halfway through, that phobia enters the room. <laughs> Are you going to unleash birds into a recording studio? With Eminem. Come on. That'd be great. I wonder if there's a breed he's most scared of. It's the scariest way to reveal to P. Diddy that the person, rather than getting clouds to come in, what you do, this, this listen, right, listen, mm-hmm. you paint yourself with like proper permanent paint to look like a cloud. Good. And then you cover yourself in makeup that makes you look like it's your normal skin again. And then what happens? And then I'll be free. You get out like a wet wipe and you just start washing off the <gasps> that makeup. That's horrifying. <laughs> that's so scary. Slowly reveal you've been a clown the whole that's time. That's so scary. What will Pete and the door locks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got a few more questions for you, uh, Pete. <laughs> that's not a very nice clown voice. Sorry. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, this is a pretty lazy one from Tom. Baby Shark the movie. <laughs> I think it's quite an inevitable prediction, actually. Yeah, probably. You know, you've got um, Angry Birds and the Emoji Movie. Shark. Um, and they've already got the whole cast there. There's Grandpa Shark. There's Mama Shark. There's Daddy Shark. I mean, how could we forget Baby Shark? 
It's been oh. a while since a good underwater film, hasn't it? No Finding Dory. But since then, nothing. And there was there was Finding Nemo and Shark Tale at the same time. Oh, another classic. We never t- we always talk about ants versus bugs, but of we never time. talk about yeah. oh, just it hit a zeit- a cultural zeitgeist. People wanted to be underwater. Well, yeah. What's the next big clash? Don't know. Mm. <laughs> Clowns and birds. Clowns and birds. Yeah. Pixar making a clown film. Are they? Yeah. And uh, DreamWorks making a bird film. P. Diddy's voicing a character without knowing that it's clowns. <laughs> and then he's voicing a clown. So he's yeah. been sent the script, but he doesn't yeah. say who the character is. Yeah. And he's going to voice it and he's going to go to the premiere and be scared of himself. Oh, turns out I got coolophobia. Figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> turns out I have got coolophobia. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, babe, you, uh, earlier in this Baby Shark conversation, you suggested that because we have characters including grandpa, father, mother, and We've baby. We've basically got a whole film. <laughs> We've got a film. There's your narrative. Three generations of shark. <laughs> Never sleeping, always floating. Can't stop moving because they'll die. You That's the song. <laughs> uh, all right, what about this one? This is a Pip of the Pip. Pip of the Pip. Oh, it's Pick of the Pips. Pip of the Pip. Yeah, it's Pip. I'm a very busy man. Here's 50 film ideas. Scroobius, I've got too much time on my hands, but I'm lying about it on every podcast pit. Except he told me the other... I spoke to him about it the other day, and he just said I got on a roll. Man. He just said I'm sorry. <laughs> he just said... Like... He said I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, here uh, we... What we didn't like yeah. was the time of day he sent it and the accompanying picture. <laughs> and the fact that they were written there. Yeah. Just write them on a piece of paper. We would have preferred that, wouldn't we? Yeah. All right, what... All right, here we go. A quieter place... Which, well, quieter yeah. than a quiet place. Exactly. Uh, Kevin uh, then commented with a quieter place on on his uh, member. A quieter place could be set in the Emirates Stadium. And then uh, someone called Frolicolis. No, Frolicles. Frolicles. Oh, yeah. Fro. Yeah. <laughs> fro. Uh, or the Spurs trophy room. A little bit of football banter. Oh, that's great football banter. <laughs> There's not enough football banter on this show. And generally, the podcast world is missing... Football banter. That's what they say. It's what they're saying. Welcome um, to our new podcast, Football Banter. So there is a monster stalking Tottenham Spurs. Tottenham Spurs. I don't know anything about football. Uh, it's stalking Spurs trophy room. But yeah. it's been able to grow and thrive in there because no one's opened the door in so long to uh. put a trophy in. So it's grown to this gargantuan size and they win like the community shield. And they go, great, we've got something to put in the trophy room. They open it and they let it free in the new stadium and it eats all the cheese in the cheese room. Do you know about the cheese room? I uh, know. I've, I've, you spoke to uh, Boyd Hilton at length about the. Go back and listen to that. Look, if you aren't aware of the cheese room, go back and listen to the episode with Boyd Hilton because it is a highlight of this podcast. Uh, also, the Boyd Hilton episode was. Sure, Boyd. He was a. That was our kind of backdoor pilot for the new podcast, football, football banter. Yeah, we're we're really, we're working up this thing where three or four men in a room do football banter. <laughs> It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a game changer, I think. We're doing it quite slowly because we think it will be so startling. That I I th- I'm not sure people are ready to hear four people doing football banter in a room. Yeah. So we're starting with two, and what we're cleverly doing that we're mentioning it on a podcast that's ostensibly not about football, <laughs> but they've had a little bit of banter. Remember when we said about the trophy room being empty? They've had a little laugh. They thought oh, I've got a little taste for football banter. I wish there was more of it out there. Well, soon there will be. Um. To get the Community Shield, don't you have had to have previously won, won? a trophy? That's an excellent point, but no, you don't. No, if someone wins both of them, how the fuck so you come do you second know that? And you'd get see, how I do you do know, know that? some stuff. How do you know that? I don't know. 
That's so weird that you know that. You don't know anything about football, but you know the specifics of qualification for the Community Shield. The least cared about trophy in English football. Imagine if you knew nothing about football, but you knew every score in every Community Shield final. Everything that had ever happened. I would absolutely love that. If you were just a, a, a font of Community Shield trivia, that would be amazing. And it's, I'm sure it's lo- like, it's lovely, but it does, it has, it's like the worst named one yeah. as well, isn't it? I've been to it. It's very weird. Is it? Yeah. It's essentially like a glorified friendly. Yeah. This is literally football yeah. banter. Oh, what's happening? Oh, God. You can't control it. Eventually, all podcasts become football <laughs> banter. If they go on for long enough, every podcast becomes football banter. Um, I like the idea of, because of the fact there's a monster in the Spurs trophy room, um, they have to purposely not win stuff, but they're so fucking good yeah. that they keep accidentally winning. So yeah. they're, getting to the, they're getting to the final and Very they're, having, they're injuring all their players and stuff. But then the team they can't, they can't help but win. It's like that ice skating um, in the Olympics where the Australian guy won the uh, speed skate because everyone else fell over. I love uh. that. I love that. Um, that. That's good. Thank you very much, Pip. But more really, thank you to the people that replied to Pip. Um, should we do our own ideas? Um, John, give me a film idea. The listeners want to go home. <laughs> The Six Sensations, Thai Sweet Chili, Roasted Chicken and Thyme, Caramelised Onion and Balsamic, Vintage Cheddar and Chutney, Caribbean Jerk Chicken, The Six Sensations, Dead People. Oh, I thought it was going to be like Ghost Chili. <laughs> uh, ghost Chili Sensation. No, Dead no. People. Dead, uh, dead People flavour of crisps. <laughs> Olivia Coleman has to taste it and she hates it. <laughs> oh, just for the record, there is a sick flavour of Sensations by Walker. It's a uh, Japanese wasabi and ginger. I just needed to be factually correct. Apparently. I've never seen. It. I've never seen it on a single shelf. You, I mean, you see the top three all the time, but yeah, you're right. Part, Caribbean jerk, jerk chicken is another one I've never seen. I don't before. think I'd give that a good go as well. Oh, I'd be. I'd, I'd be there for that. Of that. Um, yeah. So I guess Bruce Willis investigates uh, the, the sick flavor. He's, he's investigating. Only he can taste it. <laughs> no. When it, whenever he eats a crisps, it tastes like dead a crisps. It tastes like dead people. Okay, fine. It tastes like... I eat dead people. The sixth one. It's the slogan, I eat dead people. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's he's investigating and he knows and they that the walkers won't reveal what the sick flavour of sensations is. Yeah, of course. And it, he, terrible PR. And everyone fucking loves it, right? <gasps> but he can taste what it really he is. He knows. He knows. And he goes to the factory where it's being made. Turns out it's him and he's been dead the whole time. He's the flavour. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Would you eat a Bruce Willis flavoured crisp? <laughs> yes. Mm. Would you not? Yeah, I think it's probably just would. one. I think there is there. Are is few... it, does it taste like licking him, or is it? Does it taste like his essence? <laughs> it's an important question. Same difference, mate. I would say there's very few flavors of crisp. If someone went, would you, you try, give it a try one? Do you remember those vanilla ice cream Monster Munch? No, I'd, well, I'd give one a try. Mate, well, they would discontinue, mate. So you never can. <laughs> uh, do you want my film idea? Yes, please. The Front Road Runner. Oh, meet meet. Stands in the 2020 US election. <laughs> What's his slogan? Out of interest. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> it's meep meep. Is and, he up against Trump? Yeah, it's Trump versus Roadrunner, <laughs> and Roadrunner wins it and has to appoint their veep veep. I really like the idea of the debates where Trump's like running around in circles trying to say stuff and <laughs> meep meep. Yeah, he just and everyone just goes yeah. <laughs> Meep, meep. <laughs> yes, we meep. Uh, and everyone's just meep meeping. It becomes a, a viral hit, and Roadrunner wins the election and runs the country into the ground at an incredible <laughs> speed. He's actually so. It's a fucking cartoon. Um, what, what kind of bird is it? 
Um, <laughs> he's a mm, ostrich. No, it's a it's a roadrunner type of bird. No, no it's no. not. Is it? I don't know. An emu. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, it's a cartoon one of those that can say meep, meep. So, it's, I mean, legislatively, the decisions are appalling. And it run. I mean, the country's fucked. I would say from the narrative of the show as it currently stands, I've never seen him show Trump any interest is, for anything outside of his own little roadrunner world. And maybe Trump is the character, the wolf character. Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote trying to put obstacles in the way of meep, meep. Uh, but it always it always ends up back on Wiley Coyote's head because Meep Meep always does all right. Oh, uh, and the wall, the wall, the border wall's built by Acme, so it just falls over it's straight. Perfect. <laughs> meep Meep. And yeah, Roadrunner runs straight through it. Meep Meep. And uh, then I don't know, someone that we all want to become president becomes president. Okay, good. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't said The Rock in a while. The end. Since the last episode. Uh, anyway, uh, we know it's the end of the show because there's a knock, knock, knock at the studio door, and entering the room at an absolutely rapid pace. It's only bloody <laughs> Meep Meep. So anyway, John. Yeah. I've moved to a flat. Okay. There are flea, fleas in the flat. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't before I moved in. I don't know how they've got there. <laughs> there are three flats with the same address. As in same Seems number, like a same building. Nightmare. Insane, right? Yeah. So there's quite a lot of controversy about where things are ending up. We had a sofa delivered to the wrong flat. The other day we ordered a pizza. Yeah. On the app of this pizza company. I'm not going to name and shame them, but they have an app. I ordered it. Spoilers. It said baked, quality control, delivered. Yeah. 25 minutes, it said delivered. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this now, I wasn't eating a pizza, it hadn't been delivered. <laughs> I called up the branch I'd ordered it from and they said, oh, the app's basically a lie. I've heard about Don't this. Don't trust yeah. the app. The app just estimates how long these things take. So the app's a sham. Mm. He was like, the waiting time's actually an hour and a half. I'm devastated. I'm out in the street in my socks because <laughs> I thought the pizza was lost. Sounds like the pizza hadn't even been baked. I thought it was when he said it would take an hour and a half, he just ran out to the street. No! <laughs> On my knees in the rain. <laughs> anyway, that so hour and a half goes, didn't arrive. Yeah. I, gave him, I gave him 15 minutes grace. I'm not calling them bang on an hour and a half. Yeah. Hour and 45, I call up and they're like, oh, there's a road closure, so it's running late. And I know there's at least 50 roads you could take to this this place. Because it's a very yeah. dense area. It's not like we're at one end of a road, there's only one road. You and live that in the middle closed. of a roundabout. I do, exactly. There's so many options. Um... And then at two hours, I call again. Nothing. You're joking. One of the most annoying things that's ever happened to me happened. I call up and a guy answers. Yeah. He's like, let me investigate. I'll put you on hold. And then clearly a woman just walked past and saw there was someone on hold and just opened, answered it and went, hello, pizza restaurant. And I was like, well, I'm actually on hold dealing with the thing. And she was like, what do you want to order? Like, you can't just see a phone line on hold. Imagine you just went around doing that in your office. Someone, oh, I'll just put you on hold and sort something out. And you just walked over and, oh, there's someone on hold. Oh, you are right? <laughs> Insane. Um, anyway, two hours, 15 minutes, the manager admits that it's gone to the wrong address and they took it. Yeah. They took it. They took the pizza. That made an amazing noise. Yeah, well, I'm furious. They took the pizza. <laughs> Sorry, when Joel hit the table, it made a musical noise. It was quite amazing. Um, <laughs> but he took my pizza. Another address to my pizza. My neighbours took yeah. my pizza. And one time I had a pizza ordered to my flat and they it said it had been delivered on the app. And then I went downstairs to the front door and they just left the dips that you take with the pizza. Someone had just walked past gone, oh yeah, that, the delivery person must oh, have just put it on the pizza. floor. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love floor pizza. Disgraceful. Um, anyway, the good news is they just sent a text, free large pizza whenever you want it. Yes. 
Um, I know that w- this isn't, you know, why we've convened here after the podcast, why we've reconvened mm-hmm, after mm-hmm, the jingly mm-hmm. jingle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to tell you, Joe, something's going to happen to me this weekend that I've never experienced before. Um, and I'm very excited, genuinely hyped. I got bought a bath bomb. Wow. It's a th- have you had a bath bomb before? I don't think so. It's a gender thing, isn't it? Guys aren't allowed to have bath bombs. Yeah. Screw is the it patriarchy. Mas- is it a cool masculine looking bomb? Is it like a fist? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it looks like a grenade. <laughs> you. Um, are you going to put it on TikTok or something? Are you going li- to live stream it? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I genuinely can't wait. That's going to be great. When uh, are you doing it? <laughs> Saturday. Saturday night? Yeah. Should I tweet? Yeah, do lots of tweets from the Dream Factory account. <laughs> Let us know. Eat some mustard. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.